like to welcome you out to another episode of the Lodestone Training and Consulting Podcast. I am Jared Ross, and with me today is... Chris Johnson. Flynn. Kirk. All right. So it's just the four of us right now, but we're going to have others who will be joining us as the as we record, as we go on. So we're going to be doing a different podcast tonight. What we have been talking about for a long time is doing an EDC podcast. And the idea is you can only talk about what you have on you. It's just been a long time since so many of us have, have been together. So since we're going to have, shoot, six of us, maybe seven of us here, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and record it and talk about it tonight. So uh, while we're here, just the four of us, let's go ahead and Empty your pockets, put everything on the table, and then we'll start the discussion. It's kind of like that scene out of uh, Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome, you know. this clanking. I know, right? It looks like some people came a little overprepared. <laughs> this, this is everyday carry, okay? Yeah, that's exactly right. You must have a heroic belt to keep all that up. Should we take our belts off, too? It, it's actually belts the, uh, are part of the, the backside. You know, hey, back. hold on. That, that's a good question. Let's keep yeah. the belts on, but we can talk about it. I know gotcha. I'm going to talk about my belt. Got it. My pants are going to fall off if I take my belt off. Your pants are always falling off. I know. For the listeners at home, this is a family friendly podcast. Snoopy boxers again. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I like oh, Snoopy. Wait, wait, Chris. Chris, do you have this? Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh man. Uh -huh. well, you must be like, very optimistic. Like I said, <laughs> e every day carry. And, uh -huh. um, but I do have. You never win your. No, you're going to have to headspace and time a 50 cal. A 50 cal, that's right. But yeah. because I'm a true Bravo, I know how to do it uh, two quarters and a dime. Oh, you know what I did one time? So I went to show and demonstrate how to do the headspace and timing with dog tags. And uh, the schmuck that I used, uh, his dog tags, they weren't a GI. They were some, he got off some, like, pawn shop or whatever downtown Fayetteville or... No, this would have been Clarksville. So that they weren't, uh, they weren't as thick as they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Anyways, are we are we done now? I'm running out of table space. I, I was going to say, we're going down to the watches <laughs> and the sunglasses. And oh, he's got the chapstick. All right, that that's a good place to start. I, I know we have some more. Is that his chapstick or is that his prick in prison pocket? We'll, we'll, his loaded device. We'll, we'll find that out. Uh, Chris, why don't we start with you? And just tell us. What uh, what objects and what uh, items that you have? I have a lot of interesting things here. Yes, you do. Um, so, for my primary tool of defense, I have a Glock 19 with a Trigicon RMR. I am carrying in the gun. I have a regular uh, Glock 19 magazine uh, with my defensive ammo is uh, Liberty Defense. Um, they're a solid copper nickel plated ultralight. Uh, Round. My belt magazine is a Glock 17 mag, so I have the extra rounds in that. Um, as you know, you're trying to cover different things. Going down through the tools, I have my bushcrafting knife, which is a um, SE4, uh, so a four-inch blade um, 
Fulting. Quickly becoming one of my favorite uh, bushcrafting knives. Of course, I have the uh, the Light Fighter on uh, on the back of the belt right now. Pocket knife. Pocket knife is just a simple one hand uh, open uh, that is legal here uh, since I can't have it out the front. A streamlight um, little handheld uh, pocket light because my dad got me hooked on it. Uh, LD uh, got me hooked on the um, <laughs> Mutt, the Leatherman Mutt. Uh -huh. uh, one of my favorites for fixing any malfunctions with the AR platform or, uh, you know, general multi-tool purposes. Also on my keychain, I do keep a Gerber um, little multi-tool keychain thing. Main thing for this is prying objects and uh, it does have your screwdriver type things. We actually had to use one of these. I can't remember, it was you and I, Jared. This is all we had to put something together. I don't remember where or when, but I remember it was a pain, but we could do it. So um, I have a small little ampule of uh, crazy glue because, you know, sometimes you need to stick things back together. Fire starting equipment. I have my little electrical survivor lighter. Um, on my 550 bracelet, I also have a uh, ferrous rod that takes a little effort to, uh, to get, but it, it, it will throw a spark. Um, in my 550 bracelet, I've got 550 cord, of course, as well as a uh, twisted bank line. But it is the Titan survival cord. So it allows me in the Titan survival cord, instead of just the normal nylon guts, you have a, um, a wax jute for fire starting, as well as a um, snare wire and uh, fishing line. I have a nice pilot scarf, which is a, a little piece of... Um, orange satin that uh, folds out really big for signal purposes. Um, folds up nice and sits in the pocket. Also in the pocket, I have a Titan Survival, um, one of those little space blankets. Um, very little use, useful item that takes up very little space. Uh, I am a big fan of having small denomination cash uh, because I'm cheap, uh, but I like to keep at least a $5 bill in a pocket so if you have that guy that's like hey man give me a dollar give me you know i don't have to pull out the whole wallet i can pull out that and, and give them that usually i keep you know one five in one pocket and a 10 maybe in the other mm -hmm. uh, on the wallet i i keep um more cash uh because sometimes you need cash uh, sometimes you don't want to use your card at that place and let people know um interesting item i like to carry that is probably not carried by a lot uh, i like to keep a uh a little pack of googly eyes mm -hmm. little little stickers uh because you know every now and again you might need to stick them on something and it brightens people's like, day like, like what what like, kind of stuff would you stick them on like your friends oh yeah yeah <laughs> i go down the grocery store aisle uh -huh. put them on uh you know the cereal oh okay yeah, yeah. okay it's a good time yeah. Okay. You say so. Yeah. Uh, cell phone, pen. Yeah. Okay. Not too shabby. Uh, Kirk. All righty. Well, what we have laid out in front of us is a uh, Viper holster, 
the hybrid for uh, my Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0 Compact. Like, they uh, couldn't have made that name any shorter. <laughs> uh, I have a You mean more compact? Yeah, more compact. That, that would be good. Uh, I have a 15-round mag for that, two 17-round mags, one that I carry horizontally at uh, uh, right around 11 or 12 o'clock, depending on how much I've had to eat that day, and then one in these nifty little magnet uh, uh, belt clips, which haven't impressed me so far. Uh, not not overly impressed with that. I run, this is the last of my uh, ASIM 9mm with 115 grain solid copper Barnes bullet. I really like this load. Very pleased with it. I have a knife. Always good for opening boxes. I have the Red-headed stepchild of Chris's gigantic Leatherman. Okay, right on. My my little guy because he fits in the watch pocket of my jeans. Since I'm an IT nerd, I often need this. This is a lot uh, more convenient than than one of those for carrying around. Uh, mainly because they they never used to let me on uh, military bases with a Gerber because it had the blade. So I carry a little one of these guys. Uh, cell phone, vape, keys really tiny little stream light something or another on here because you can never have too many flashlights right and then uh, i carry a streamlight usb rechargeable little guy these are actually pretty cool since they're they're usb rechargeable i i, I like these a lot it's a small footprint usb good stuff uh, the oldest thing in my pants other than me is my uh Gerber Applegate Fairburn folder. The, wow, the it's a classic. And this is the original <laughs> first run of these. Oh, really? Yep. I remember. How old is that? Got to be 20, 25 years old. I was going to say, because I remember looking at the U.S. Cavalry catalog as a kid thinking one day I yep. learned. <laughs> yep, and, and you could, I, as much as it gets used, it still has signatures on it. Very so, nice. Well, yeah, yeah. Exciting. <laughs> uh, sunglasses, watch, and, and, and that's about it. Uh, I'm not as exciting as some people, I'm afraid. Yeah. Take it away. All right. Well, my ADC is not as exciting as Chris's. <clears throat> no he's, Google eyes? No, he's he's a little more prepared than I am. I can't help. Maybe he's overcompensating for the Could Boy be. Scout motto of be prepared. <laughs> I never as, went to Philmont. I have to make uh, it up. But, but as an Eagle Scout, I know just <laughs> the right amount of preparedness to have. <laughs> so I guess we can... <laughs> Please continue. Yeah. I was dead serious. Yeah, yeah so, I know you were. <laughs> So I guess we can go what? Uh, most important to least important. So uh, my primary off-duty carry is, is a Glock 19 Gen 5 MOS. There's currently not an optic on it due to uh, restrictions by my agency. But come hmm. next year, in January, we should be good to go start carrying uh, optics. You know, I know it'll be a hard soul search for me, but it'll probably be an aim point sitting on top of it. <laughs> so <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah. Right. So, so with your EDC, yes. your your ball cap that's currently on your knee, what that's, is that's what does it true. say? That says aim point. Oh, that, 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 that's my signature hat, the, there you the, go. the crusty aim point uh -huh. hat. People ask me if I, I do in fact have an entire sleeve of them. I wear one out. <laughs> Once it gets holes in it, throw it away, then then switch to a new hat. Of course. So Yeah, so that's the Glock nineteen Gen five MOS. Uh prior to that I used to always carry a Gen tw a twenty three. Then when I opened the books up to nine mils, switch to nine mils, so I'm carrying a downloaded by one so 14 rounds of a uh, winchester ranger 147 grain uh ranger t series so that's that's the 
issued load for nine, so that's what that's what I carry. Gotcha. Downloaded by one is per policy. I don't carry a spare mag. Um, mostly because I haven't really found a good way to carry one. I'm still looking for that good way. I have a way to carry a spare mag, but I only really carry it in the winter time and Oh, we we'll have plenty of time to uh, you know confess Critique, our sins yeah. and, and yeah. Yeah, pick on each other. I just want to hear what you got. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, appendix holster. It's a G-code incog. Again, I'm new to appendix carry. I carried uh, inside the waistband with a leather holster for quite a few years until I finally got converted to appendix by uh, by Chris. Really? Oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Not by me, but by you. He was more aggressive with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, chapstick. Noted chapstick. It is just chapstick. Oh, okay. It's cherry flavor. It is. It's 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 whatever I get the big bulk pack of. Okay. Um, Let's see. uh, And uh, here I just thought his lips were normally that rosy red. uh That's now. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, oh, that's the the brand is actually chapstick. It worries me that you put that much thought into his lips. You didn't? You just want to know where their voice comes from. They're so luscious, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, AirPods, because I'm a basic bro. <laughs> <laughs> Cell phone with no case because I live on the edge. Uh, I break a lot of cell phones. Yeah, uh, a watch. I've always liked the Suunto cores. I've had that watch for a long time. Couple of them. They have a compass, altimeter. Yeah, it's like Oakley's though. Yeah, so, I know. So, so early 2000s. I know, I know, but it's got a nice big thing, so I can read it when I'm filling up my overtime paperwork. <laughs> That's really why I like it. It's got yeah. a big big date on it um and time uh sunglasses because i work a lot of night work so i have a little eye sensitivity so i'm always wearing sunglasses um my wallet with my creds and more importantly my legal aid card my legal aid card because i need to call for my lawyer and then uh my keys and on my key ring i have a uh is that a rape whistle no no, this is a british bobby whistle okay a friend of mine gave me Because you should always have a whistle as a policeman. Stop, or I'll say stop again. Halt! (laughs) And then uh, also on there is uh, is a handcuff key, because you never know when you'll need a handcuff key. You actually may be surprised how often you need to see. There you go. There you go. That's right. You'd be surprised how often you need a handcuff key in your personal life. Funny story. Yeah. Uh, Handcuff key. I'm at Fort Bragg. I'm doing a... um, It's a regular Army course, uh, anti-terrorism course that every unit has to send people to i get the short straw i'm in there and i've got this group of mps and one of them was making the joke while we were on a break about oh usf guys you you can get out of anything you know i could throw cuffs on you right now and and you could get out and i said well yeah i'm an sf guy of course and when i wasn't paying attention because my situational awareness, I was distracted by this one individual, another one slapped cuffs on me. And I was like, okay, game on. So I reach you know, around my body and I get to my pocket and I pull my keys out and use my handcuff key. And they're like, well, it's cheating. You used handcuff key. Like, uh, the best way to get out of a lock is uh, with a key. <laughs> key. You know, uh, duh, I'm an SF guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, kind of similar to your dog tag story. My roommate, when I was a rookie, he uh, he's like, dude, my, I, I, I'm a cuff key. Can you come meet me on the street? And I was off, so I drove to meet him. And my key didn't work either. And I realized he had gone out and bought a cheap pair of handcuffs. Uh-huh. There you go. And uh, they were just some random. I think it was like some – I think they were Uzi well, brand. Uzi. Yep. I think they're, yeah, Uzi. they're Uzi. Yeah, they're yep. Uzi brand. We couldn't get them off, so we had to call uh, – actually, the unit that I'm in now, we had to call those guys. And they had to set up bolt cutters and cut the handcuffs <laughs> off the guy and handed it back to him. And they said, hey, buy real cuffs. You couldn't shim them? 
I didn't know that much back then. Okay. So um, Uzi, you can use an Uzi key on other cuffs, but you cannot use an other cuff key on Uzi handcuffs. Yeah. And that is why you listen to this podcast for for that that kind of information. A little bit of of information. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. So uh, long story short, put your... If you're detaining anyone, put them in Uzi, <laughs> no, Uzi cuffs. No, you don't, because uh, the Uzi cuffs are some of the easiest to uh, pry apart. Um, so if any of you have taken the uh, anti-abduction class, we talk about uh, restraint defeat. Um, very simply, with a you know the tongue of a seatbelt, you can pop that shackle. Nice. Hmm. The, the rivets on them are very, very cheap. That's shocking. Next, you'll tell me Phobos isn't a good holster. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, then after that, I have my little folding pocket knife because... So you, you guys out there, you're not seeing what he's holding up, and I think this is really, really awesome. Now, we we talk about having your tools and being your, your tools specific to... Uh-huh. You're not stabbing anybody with that, are you? No, but that's that, not no. its purpose. I know. No. Yeah. yeah, so tell us about your pocket knife. It's a Benchmade triage, I think it's called. A little rescue knife, but it's got a blunt tip for prying... Yep. And screwing things, uh, like screws, whatever else, whatever flathead things you got. And uh, seatbelt cutter and glass breaker because I'm under no illusions. I'm probably not going to be taking out any sentries like John Wayne, so it's uh, just a tool. I mean, it's a it's a pocket knife. Yeah. Like Kirk said, it's a box opener. Yeah. Um, far too often I see guys spending way too much money on a pocket knife. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, it's a... It's a, a fighting folder. No such thing. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. You're not fighting over the folder. Yeah. No. no it, it's, it's, a, it's a box opener. Yeah. It's a box opener. It, it serves a purpose. And that's one of the cool things I like about your, your knife there is you understand the purpose that you need that tool for. And so you have something that is customized to your EDC. It fits your needs. Cool. I guess it's my turn. Yeah. What do you got, yeah. Jared? I have all kinds of little stuff. You know, I lucked out because before we started the podcast, we went outside. So I grabbed my jacket and I kept my jacket on. <laughs> and uh, I knew See, I had that, that's cheating. I, I had one item, but I didn't realize all the other items in my jacket. So I was surprised by one. Oh, Anyways. sorry, I forgot one thing. Oh yes, please. Yes, everybody who knows me will know that I actually do care. a handkerchief. <laughs> okay. I carry a handkerchief just because. It's just something you never know. Oh, I learned that from the Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. Yeah, I was yeah. told no, that was a handkerchief. That was a towel. towel. Yeah. yeah, that was a Great towel. towel. Yeah. So a handkerchief. My daughters, they they have, uh, you know, girls and picking up their different uh, craft habits and things like that. My one daughter started doing embroidery, and she said, you know, women used to give uh, the men in their lives that they uh, they appreciated. Uh, embroidered handkerchiefs and it was a big deal yeah and i'm like so are you telling me this because you want to give someone a handkerchief or you're seeing what dad wants for christmas (laughs) and uh sorry it better be what dad wants for christmas and i'm cool with an embroidered handkerchief wait wait a minute wait a minute you don't need to say the name but but which one was this your oldest one oldest yeah well i'll keep a lookout then yeah yeah so if someone gets a handkerchief Uh, let me know yeah yeah enough said with that because they listen okay (laughs) Uh, so I've got my my Glock 19, and I have a Grey Ghost Precision uh, slide on it. Basically, Ooh. I well, I got it uh, a while ago because the, the slide I had wasn't cut. So this was cut. That's why I got it to put my RMR. It's got RMR. I've got raised sights since I've got a threaded barrel, so I can put a can on it. I don't carry a can with me as my EDC, but anyways, that's there. Uh, if you guys remember, if you remember listening to us when we talked about the pistol 
um, podcast that we did a while back. I talked about how some of the mods I made where I, to my pistol, how I cut and shaped and I made the scallops at the, at the um, pistol grip so I can grasp the magazines a little bit easier and, and other stuff. One thing that I did do or did have done to my pistol is a thing called a sure grips. Basically, it's like an epoxy with like sand or grits put on there. Um, I had some stuff stippled and then this looked good and I tried it and it's been on less than a year now. And when I first got it, it was great. But now again, less than a year's worth of, of use and it's it's all wearing out and pretty soon I'm gonna have to replace it. What I'm gonna do is probably just stipple the crap out of out of the pistol yeah, grip I, itself. I, yeah, I stippled mine. That, and that I'm way happy it's, with it. you know, it'll last forever that way. So that's some of the basics about my, my Glock. I carry a Glock 19 mag in it with just some generic hollow points. And then also on my belt, I have a Snake Eater Tactical mag pouch. I really like those because they, uh, they've they got a little piece of Kydex in there so you can easily reinsert or, or take out the mag. But at the same time, it has like that almost like yoga pants stretchy stuff so it's really <laughs> stays tight uh you know so it's not like sticking out nothing really big and bulky it's really good for edc so i like the snake eater stuff and then i had a, a glock 21 round uh mag in the, in it Let's see what else do i have i've got my light fighter knife with the uh the belt sheath that that chris he made i got a swat t and i really like the swat t stuff we'll talk about that later i also have some um sterile compressed gauze that i keep on me um, now with the, uh, with my jacket, I've got a, a wad of cash, probably about $60 worth of cash. So I knew that was there. And I also have a Zippo. Let's see if it actually, okay, Oof. good. Yeah. Make yeah. fire. That, that was questionable if that was going to work or not. So I knew the Zippo was there. I keep that in, in my jacket. I got the cash was there. What I was surprised with is I also have a roll. I must have, could you? Awesome. I must have taught a uh, a 72-hour kit class or whatever because I usually don't carry this much with me. <laughs> but I have a, a $5 uh, roll of dimes that's all pre-64 silver. So I had that with me. Then the other thing that really surprised me that I showed Chris before is I also have one of my – not one of, but I have my 50 cal, uh, the Maudeuse headspace and timing gauge on me. So that, my keys, I have some um, handcuff – keys on there and then also my phone uh, my, my iphone with it i've been carrying now this is legit not that roll of of uh, dimes it was there so it's on the table but that wasn't quite legit don't usually carry that much with me but i do have a, a one ounce troy silver uh card it's basically the size of a credit card so i've got something with me with some intrinsic intrinsic value that's really everything that i have for my my carry now I also, you could say I cheated because I have my, my bag with me that I keep my computer in. And, and in that bag, I might have, I don't know, another knife, a smoke grenade. That is ATF approved. Um, extra mags, a couple of box of ammo, uh, multiple, you know, more knives, all uh, handmade by, by Mossy Forge and some other doodads that maybe, depending on how this conversation goes, I might pull some of those out. But again, that's my EDC is... Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That that that's legit. What yeah. I usually carry. I left my bag in the car. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, I brought my com my well, computer uh, in yeah, here in this room. I, I got the little little Chromebook today, uh -huh. so I couldn't really justify <laughs> bringing the bag in. Yeah. So that's, I think it's pretty legit. Maybe a couple things just got hammed up a little bit, um, 
and with me, that was unintentional with those dimes. I didn't talk about it. Yeah, let's talk talk about about hamming up. Um, I have a radiation detector that uh, it's a little mini Rad D. um, As 18 Bravo proof as possible. I mean, this thing, it's got a. Hold on a second. So, for all you you listening, uh, before Chris goes any further about this device, this is something that we're going to start carrying. So we're going to have a sometime in the future date isn't set yet, but we'll have a, a, a seminar talking about detection and everything. So this might be something you may, might be interested in in your home or definitely businesses or uh, departments or agencies. These small little things are something that uh, would be beneficial for you to have. Good, Chris. I, I keep it in the truck. Uh, you know, it, it goes everywhere with me. Where the, you know, the truck's with me. Um, it's a little bit bigger than an old school pager, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, so those of you who know what that is, uh, <laughs> if you don't, watch the movie Hackers. Uh, but it's super simple. It's got an alarm scale of one to nine. And, you know, if, if you see a one, hey, you're by something that is giving off some radiation. You see like a seven, you should probably leave the area and call someone. Um, they're designed for first responders and, uh, you know, municipalities that have uh, radiation, you know, nuclear power plants. Evidently, there's a one here or two or more. Oh, there's there's a yeah. couple. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the joke, Kirk, but when I bought my house, um, I didn't realize that Three Mile Island was not in New Jersey. Oh. And so then when my wife came and her sister is here. They showed up to uh, visit us here at, at the office, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, we just went to Three Mile Island. And I was like, wait, what? And like, yeah, we drove by. And looked, I'm like, that's in New Jersey. And they're like, no, it's like seven miles that way. Yeah, that way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I uh, I was out in Utah. I got to talk to one of my brother-in-laws that uh, helped develop these and uh, picking his brain. He's like, yeah, I'll go ahead and hook you up. And then, like Jared said, we're going to bring them out. One of the things that I noticed during uh, – some of the Intel classes, uh, that is actually a concern for some people. And so we have access to something. Um, they sell to everyone. Um, okay, correction, they sell to every American. Uh, if it's going outside of the country, it, there is State Department paperwork and ITARs and all that stuff that has to be done just like any other controlled device. Um, but, yeah, you, you can get these. So... I do keep it. Um, it actually went off today. Uh, I was driving um, on 581. I just crossed the Susquehanna, and I got a I got a three by the time I reached back and pulled it up. So I don't know what I drove by, but something was giving off some sort of radiation. Do you have a tritium front sight? On your okay, so tritium <laughs> does not pick up because okay. that is um, the nature of the the. It's like a beta ray. Okay. It, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, this one does alpha. Or, yeah. It, okay. it does alpha. It does gamma. gamma it does. Gotcha, it does all the damaging ones. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Um, I, I've I've put it next to compasses that have gotcha. a lot of tritium yeah. in it. Nothing. So we looked it up, and it it doesn't set off with well, the okay. Uh, that's pretty cool. Tritium. That's good yeah. to know. So it, you know, it's something that it's that next layer up. It, it's in the truck. So uh, I went ahead and brought it in so we talked about it. That's interesting. And it, what kind of battery does that take? It actually takes two double A's. Okay. And um, funny story on that, uh, I had the thing on since I got back from Utah. Yeah. And it had the original batteries in it that he gave it to me. And I don't know how long those batteries were in. 
but it started to um, started to give me the low battery indicator, which is an L mm-hmm. saying low battery. Well, the way I was had it set, the L looked like a seven, seven. and it, it was it was only beeping when my sixteen year old daughter was next to it. So I was thinking that she may have been bit by some sort of spider. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, hey, what what are what are you doing? You mutant? Um, no, it turned out it just needed new batteries. Um, but yeah, so at least two months. That, um, that's interesting because. Well, you've been to the Happy Homestead now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually sandwiched in between Three Mile Island and Peach Bottom, ah. which is the second nuclear plant. That that's close. Yeah. So that and a nice couple of bottles of potassium iodide uh, would be would be in order. You know. Side note: If you're within what whatever it is, like ten, fifteen, uh, yeah, uh, miles of one of those places, they'll, they'll, give, they'll you give you to for free. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, but okay. yeah, always good to have on hand, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fun stuff. Fun stuff. You know, glowing in the dark and Oh yeah. I mean I grew up in the eighties. Glowing in the dark stuff is cool. Yeah. So this does alpha and gamma, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's eighteen Bravo proof. I mean it's a is it? it's a a number system, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, as long as the numbers don't go too high, I guess you're fine. It, exactly. They, they they go one through ten. Okay. They even account for me, you know, having a shop accident. Okay. What's his name? I forget. My my brother in law. Yeah, yeah. Um Morgan. Morgan, yeah. Yes. So he did uh so he'd be willing to come out here and yeah. and do something with us. That'd yeah, be... we're just we're in the process of, you know, hashing out the schedule, seeing when, when everyone's dates line up and we can we can make that happen. Yeah, are they expensive? I, don't you know? I do this particular model is about nine hundred dollars up. Okay. I they um they do range up you're looking at about a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not. Yes, it's an everyday carry item for me because I have it. I keep it in the truck. Um, something like for you, maybe you're just in the house. Yeah. Um, he sells the company sells a lot to like counties. Oh yeah. And they'll put them up as early warning around the county. Yeah. Um, and then this this particular device is mainly made for that first responder. You know. So you know like. Flynn, you would have these in your your cruisers and things like that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It's a great product. Yeah. I hope they make a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's the the company's been around for quite a while. Mm -hmm. It's not a new thing. It's a new thing to me. Um, But Well, especially in that small of a package. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the form factor that's the winner there. Yeah. The thing. Yeah, like can, I, I, can I can I say that? Real yeah, because I'm used to the you know military, the NBC, the Geiger counter. Oh yeah, and yeah. the thing is huge. It's yeah. ridiculous, well, right? It, I, it, I think I think we actually have one of these in our armored car. Seriously, yeah? I think really? I think it might be that because that color scheme mm-hmm. looks exactly like it's. So I'm wondering, I'm talking to him. And I'm like, so how much more sensitive is the Geiger counter? And he just starts laughing. He's like, this is like a hundred times more sensitive than a Geiger counter. Yeah, um, the the Geiger counter is more like. It's that blunt object. It lets you know, okay, we're getting to the danger zone now um, where this is it needs to pick up and let you know to get away before it's a danger. So this is more sensitive in that that range. And I'm going to stop talking about it because we need to get him out here. Yeah, the, the expert. So yeah. he can give you guys exactly. the, the real information. Just like when we had uh, Malcolm on from representing NVD, he was the expert. Really yeah. talking about night vision stuff. So we need to get 
need to get Morgan out here. Yes. Okay, so what I want to talk about now, what, what I want to, uh, now that everyone's described what they have with them, is what item or items do you not have that you wish you had? And, and I'll start. I usually have a flashlight with my EDC, and what I found, what I looking at this, what I realized is I have a, a Surefire uh, 300 that I usually keep with my pistol. I don't keep it on the pistol, but I keep it on my person so I can use it as a standalone, and then it just snaps right on if I need that. And that Surefire 300 is currently sitting in my pickup truck. So that's one thing that's glaring, you know, glaringly missing from, from my EDC. What are you guys missing, or what do you guys want? Well, <clears throat> I, I need bed gear. Uh, all my med gear is in the car. Yeah. And uh, I, since I'm having some wardrobe issues, I don't have as many pockets as I usually do. So uh, I would like to, uh, t- I, yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, a tourniquet and uh, perhaps uh, some uh, quick clot bandages. So you I know. just pulled out of my, uh, my bag that I showed Kurt was my uh, focus shield trauma kit which is just a small edc small little kit yeah perfect anyways keep going and the only other thing is uh some junk silver i had it in the old car i took it out when i switched cars which you know was a year and two years ago now <laughs> and never got around to putting it back in but i think you know like your your troy silver your card and your <laughs> roll of dimes <laughs> personally i thought you had to roll the dimes to beat people with yeah you know, yeah maybe, well maybe you know just, everything I, has multiple you know re, you know I, if I, you're going to do that you need to wrap it in electrical tape okay. allegedly well allegedly. and quarters allegedly. Yeah. quarters i, I would have thought quarters might have been a better depends choice. on hand size yeah for me dimes probably. silver dollars for some people yeah. you know mm. dimes for others yeah uh i like but, half inch washers <laughs> yeah uh i think steel doesn't have the same weight as silver though it's true hey yeah lone ranger knew yeah, there you go. She's shooting at silver. All right, sorry. That's, <laughs> I do think junk silver, anything with barter uh, capability, I think is a good idea to have on hand. I have my uh, my watch. You guys have super useful, like your watches, you know, do more than tell time. I, I have, control satellites with my Yeah, I, I was going to say, and I, I just have my IT jewelry on, uh, but it is barterable. You know, if you, if you guys remember planes, trains, and automobiles, uh-huh. you know, genuine Casio. Uh <laughs> This is a, a Swiss, an expensive Swiss watch, so I, I wear this uh, for barter so as well. So expensive, he cannot even tell us the name. <laughs> it's a Breitling. A Breitling, okay, okay. wow. All right, yeah, so I, I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but you, yeah. you're with... No, it's a Breitling. That, that is an expensive watch. I, I, had, yeah, I had a guy I worked with when I was in plain clothes, and he got some settlement money from, from an injury he got at work, and he was looking at a Breitling, and I said, dude, if you... You start jumping to work with a Breitling, people are going to think you're on the take. Well, like, yeah. Don't, don't yeah. buy that yeah. watch. It's an yeah. expensive watch. <laughs> yeah. So uh, some barter capability as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, that, and then I have my Snoopy watch, too, which has far less barter value. But uh, Did you leave that in your Bentley that no. I assume you drove <laughs> yeah. up in? No, no, no. Uh, it did cost more than my, my oldest stepson's first car, but Oof. we bought him a cheap car. So <laughs> You didn't like him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know what 16-year-old boys do to cars. See, he did like him. Yeah. That's why I got him the yeah. cheap car. Yeah. yeah. Got him a cheap car, a one with a plastic car to boot a Saturn. So uh, that survived high school very well. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, so that's it. I'm I'm generally pretty happy with with what I carry in my pants. Uh, Family podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one thought we, that but you. We, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we, we we are rated clean on yeah. 
Are we? Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, you know, just like you, um, (laughs) medical is is always a a hole. And I mean, I've carried tourniquets, I've carried um, quick clot, you know, mainly focusing stop the bleed type Mm -hmm. stuff. That immediate, because I have stuff in the truck. I have an aid bag in the truck. In my in my haversack is my my term I'm going to use for it. On my laptop case, I have that type stuff, but conveniently carrying on the body is always a problem that I run oh, yeah. into. Uh, for a while, this I would run a, uh, a rat uh, uh, tourniquet, even though I don't like the rat tourniquet. I don't, to call it a tourniquet, it, it, it's a tourniquet-like effect, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, so on one of my children, I could get a much more tourniquet-type pressure. But if Jared has a lower extremity wound, I'm not getting the, the the pressure needed, you know. I'm so it, it kind of became a yeah. You, know, you got to thread it through the belt loops, and it was more of a hindrance. Yeah, and it wasn't doing it wasn't fully doing what I wanted. I carried a SWAT T for a very long time uh, because it was convenient, fit in the pocket. Um, but then, you know, I ended up getting the the uh, the bag got punctured. Yeah, um, and you know, it's not like I'm. I'm concerned about being sterile. I'm not stuffing in someone's body uh, at that point. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, save life. So that didn't really bother me very much, but then it just started to wear out. Yeah. And I never replaced it. That's bad on me. So we were talking about regrets. That's like when you see your equipment wearing out, don't just get rid of it, replace it. Yeah, I prefer, you know, the wide soft tee tourniquets. Cat tourniquets are good, mm-hmm. but for, for EDC, that's why I do carry that, that SWAT, because it's a good jack-of-all-trades. It is definitely not the perfect tourniquet, but it's going to work on animals. It's going to work on my smallest kids. It's going to work on me. It's going to work on some, you know, 300-pound well, individual. And you can also use it uh, as a half-pressure <clears throat> uh, bandage. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Know, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to think of another word that isn't... That, that's family friendly, but <laughs> uh, half buttocked uh, pressure band. Yes, you know it, it, that c- combined with uh, some gauze, mm-hmm. um, the combat gauze, which is okay. But I, I actually prefer. I don't have it on me today, but I actually prefer Cellox. I, I mm-hmm. like that. What the um, uh, burn? Well, no, no, not enough for a burn, but um, oh, the gauze. It, it, it's it's gauze. Yeah. What's the diff- The real difference between say um, quick clot or combat gauze and and Cellox is the the mechanism of yeah because so. i think it's like a, a clay or something like that so it's not uh god what's the word because the other one uses a shellfish right? yes so the really yeah. the caveman version yeah um the quick clot that stuff that amplifies or it works with your, your clotting yes. factors yeah but if a person is on uh, is a hemophiliac or person who is on like say aspirin a blood thinner oh, then it's yeah. not as effective but the right. cellox uses its own properties to right. to, to right. do the clotting so that's just for me and from my experience it's better a general yeah. you know all-round uh yeah thing to use so that's, that's what i like anything so, else something i do carry when think medical and that's like I've carried Band-Aids, and then they, they get, you know, torn up in your oh, pockets. Oh, yeah, they get grungy. I like to have crazy glue. Yeah. Crazy glue. I, you know, it's it's not surgery glue. It's not, you know, put together in a sterile lab, but uh, it will stick a wound together. And for, since you guys are at home and can't see this, uh, Chris has very wisely chosen to wrap that in some form of painter's tape. Yeah. 
uh, so he doesn't uh, uh, get uh, get home and try and take his pants off and find himself unable to one day. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I have super glued many things to myself accidentally. Hey, you know, if, if you, know, you like, 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 if you can find it, I'm not going to let you go. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I almost said yeah. Yeah, but, but like Flynn said, you know, it's it's a family show, so, <laughs> so it's what you're doing. Uh, I. If you can find the old school crazy glue in the like plastic, like chapstick looking container. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that yeah. is awesome because it's, it's a super small amount. You're not using it to like, you're not building models. No. You know, you're just, Hey, I got a Nick. I got a cut. I don't have bandaid. You know, I can put that on, squeeze it down and I can continue to train. Um, so th- those, I always keep my eye out you see that grab yeah. a couple of those throw them in the car and you know it's useful you got anything yeah that you uh, wish you had i mean definitely medical stuff i mean if i could carry like a nurse or a doctor out of my pocket i mm-hmm. definitely would but i gotta rely on myself instead yeah and i probably should have some medical stuff i do carry medical stuff in my truck some real basic stuff yeah. I, I think i think you should almost incorporate your car into EDC. I, mean, I, I can't do that agree here, with but that. Like, yeah. Everything should be done in layers. Yeah, exactly. And you it, saw that, how... That line method. Yeah, yeah exactly. How, how I'm exactly. Doing. But like, uh, I should probably carry a spare magazine. That's been a bad habit of mine for years, and I just... It's... Uh, I'll say this. One of the things I like about the podcast we're doing is we're not BSing anybody and saying, hey, I've got this, and I've got a signal flare and, and a sack phone. <laughs> oh, and I, like, I, I might have one of those in, yeah. my, in my bag. <laughs> yeah, right. But like... And that's the thing, too, when it comes to carrying a gun. If it's too much of a pain for you to carry a Glock 19 with a red dot and a weapon light, and you'd rather carry a J-frame, carry the J-frame. It's better for you to carry what you're going to carry than instead say, oh, this is my EDC. I've seen it on, like, uh, AR15.com. I know, Kirk, you're a fellow non-boomer. Non-boomer, boomer, boomer, like me. But, like, the pocket dumps, and you see guys carrying three guns and six knives. I'm thinking, there is no way that you actually no, carry this much I, I did a, a medical class, um, hands-on medical class, probably like five, six years ago. Yeah. And it was just teaching March, you know, basically just yeah. working out of an IFAC. And at the end of the day, when we, after all the lecture and everyone kind of does everything in pieces, now we put it all together and we do a, a scenario. So for safety i'm like all right everyone if you got a gun on you you're carrying great i'm glad you are now let's remove those guns and, and put them in a safe spot so we can go ahead and, and get hands on as everyone you know goes through the scenario and this individual i gotta remember correctly he had two guns on two pistols and he had like a 30 some round backup mag for one of them he had five knives four handcuff keys on his body he had a med kit on an ankle holster thingy. Um, oh, and he had a couple other things. It's just completely, I mean, was he getting dressed just to try to impress us at yeah. the class? Or, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. or what? That's my impression of, and also it's not realistic, but yeah. no, for me, so I, I should figure out a way to carry a spare magazine. And uh, I think that Jared's pouch is one of the best I've seen. Yeah. That, and that's UW gear? No, no. No, that's, uh, that's uh, Snake Eater. Snake Eater. Okay. Yeah. Um, you have a... I have a Viper Viper. Is that that horizontal, horizontal one? Yep. That's yeah. the one I keep wanting to try. And it's, it's, that's what you have too, don't you? No, I have a... Oh, the vertical one. I have a vertical and it's a... Um, ooh, pants are coming up. <laughs> yeah. um, Might as well talk about belts in a minute. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I carry vertical along the belt like yeah. Kirk does, but mine is yeah. a soft, soft... Uh, 
Yeah, I think I like a soft one yeah. better than that. Yeah. See, I never have. I've never had a problem with the hard one. Yeah. And that's that's a veteran there. I probably had that about five or six years. Ago. It's uncomfortably warm right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look at the difference. No. So mine has no kydex. Right. Yeah. It's just the stretchy material. Right. This is a blue force. Uh, I got it down to F3, and I couldn't yes. tell you. That's guaranteed. That's blue that's force. That's blue yeah. force. All right. Yep. Um, yeah, I can see it. And it's, Do you want readers to look at this? The writing on there? It says blue force gear. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, need your readers? I'm, oh. I'm getting oh. old. I'm getting I, old. I, I think there's, the, there's that boomer reference. <laughs> so uh, not carrying the spare magazine. Kirk and I both talk about this in the basic class. Yeah. Why you have that spare magazine. I'm not carrying these, malfunction. these extra yeah. 17 yep. rounds for, you know, because I, I need that. Yeah. Get your... Uh, I'm carrying it because if something's gone wrong with that, that first magazine, yes. I can just kick that out of the gun yep. and throw something else in there. Yeah. So, so look at the Snake Eater and the Blue Force. The material is it's virtually the same. The difference is in the front there has a little weave of Kydex, so it's giving it that shape and that form. Right. And that's strong enough then that I've done like single-hand stuff, yeah. racking the slide, clearing malfunctions and everything. And um, that's... Yeah. yeah, you know, tomorrow somebody might come up with something better, or I, maybe there is something better I just haven't seen, but I definitely like the uh, Snake Eater one. Yeah, yeah. So let me think. Uh, cash. I should probably carry cash on me again. I thought the other way here. I was like, <laughs> I could stop and get some, uh -huh. but I want to be realistic, and I usually don't carry any cash on me. Well, in in your defense, I I don't have cash all the time either. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. uh, now I don't. You leave the house a lot more than I do. Yeah. So uh, I've. I often go without go weeks without cash, but I only leave the house twice in that Speak, time period. Speaking of cash and belts, what, what about like the old school like sailors' money belts with the spies like carrying like yeah, you know? I actually have no firsthand experience uh, with that. So I I've done some low profile stuff. Um, the belts yeah. without getting bulky mm -hmm. and like looking really weird yeah. i've never found one that i liked yeah um and i've tried to make a few the best that i have found was the um it was like the smart tourist yeah. uh concealable yeah. fanny yeah. pack and it, it is designed it's big enough that you can put like you know a credit card your passport some some yeah. loose bills it's very very thin it's like a fanny pack just very thin um that is designed to go in your in your waistband, and it it can clip uh, around your waist like a fanny pack, or you can clip it. Uh, it can have um, little soft pole loops, okay. so you can tuck it around the front if you don't want that that band going around you. Yeah, and I've used that a lot. I I used I went all over Europe with one of those. Yeah, and uh, it was great. You didn't even you forget it's there. Mm -hmm. So belts. Belts. Yeah. Belts. Well, I'm kind of a, a belt weirdo. You know, because I, I suffer from certain anatomical lack, lacking certain height. anatomical height and also a, an absence of a posterior. So it's important to me to have a belt. You know, I don't, I don't know what you guys use. I have for the last 20 years in some form or another worn a wilderness tactical hmm. uh, and that I that I dearly love, uh, mainly because after a good meal, you can loosen it up without doing anything, without having to adjust. Anything. Oh, I thought you were going to fast rope with that, but OK. Again, that was the belt that I was wanting in college. I was like, one day I'm going to have money and buy a wilderness tactical, a wilderness belt. tactical. Yeah. yeah, Kirk is like living the dream that I had <laughs> 15 years ago. Uh, well, they're actually, they are very reasonably yeah. priced now. Yeah. Uh, I, I did one day make the mistake of ordering one that, like, that, that 
inch and a half stiffened. Yeah. 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 That was torture. Now, one thing I one thing I did with this kind of belt that I, I wore before before I switched to what are these, the six? Yeah, the the grip six. Grip six belt. Um, so it's a little bit thicker. So in the back, that's where I would stick like the, the shims and stuff to for, mm-hmm. for handcuff keys. Yep. They'd yeah. slide in there and no one No one would be the well, wiser. Yeah, unless that, they're really looking for it. And that could be uncomfortably warm as well. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> but I, these are too thin. I can't do that with, with these ones. Jared and I both wear the same belt, the Grip 6. It has the adjustability, the, the slip. It is a flimsier belt, but it's not too flimsy. It's soft, um, but it still is rigid enough that it supports... Uh, all the stuff that I put on my belt. You make yeah. a joke of I'm wearing a serious belt. Not really. I mean, it's, yeah. but it does hold my pants up and I do squats. So there that helps go. too. That yeah. helps too. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You know, now that we're talking about belts, uh, part of my EDC too is I'm very conscious about what I wear mm. and, and how I mm-hmm. wear. Um, for those of you longtime listeners, I know I mentioned at least once, maybe twice, uh, a lady, a n- nice old lady, Elsie uh, Shade, who, uh, went to my same church when I was growing up and she um, she was just a sweet old lady and it wasn't until I came back from my first deployment when I guess she determined that I had seen a thing or two and then this sweet old lady started telling me about her experiences uh, in World War II and how she and her family tried to eeny in the wrong direction and how they went to the east to get away from the Nazis and then they realized okay now we need to eeny and go uh, sorry, that's escape and evade, and we need to go to to the West because we need to get away from the Russians. And uh, she was very adamant, telling me these stories that she kept coming back to. Make sure, Jared, that your kids always have shoes on. Make sure they always have shoes. She didn't tell me why, but I can imagine that it was because either her or probably one of her family members were caught without shoes, and they had to run through the woods and escape in their bare feet. So I'm very conscious anymore of, of what I wear. So... I usually wear Merrells or, or some kind of uh, Solomons or, or something that is rugged. So uh, right now I'm wearing, you know, low quarter shoes, but they are very rugged. So if I had to walk for 20 miles of various terrain, I can do it, even though right now mm-hmm. they look like normal type tennis shoes. And just everything that I have that I'm wearing to the pants, to the socks, to, you know, this, this belt that we were just talking about, to even the shirts and stuff that I wear. I'm wearing it, wearing it in layers so that if I need to ditch something, I can, but also everything's rugged enough that even though I, I look like a normal individual, well, I guess normal people don't wear T-shirts that say IDF on them, uh, which I'm what I'm wearing today. So, uh, But just whatever I'm usually wearing, uh, it somewhat blends in, but then also I know it's rugged and it can survive whatever the circumstances or the uh, um, environment might be. Yeah, so uh, so as far as belts go, again, I'm going to date myself. When I first started carrying a gun, I got myself an Ares Gear uh, Ranger. Yeah, with the uh, the crazy complicated buckle, yep. Cobra buckles. Yep. And uh, I also carried an A Milt Sparks Versamax too. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, I was fancy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and I carried that up until about a couple of years ago. But uh, one of the things I found those belts, the uh, the Ares Gear belts, were very stiff. Mm-hmm. And that was fine for inside the waistband, but when I switched to appendix carry, it was very uncomfortable because of how stiff the belt mm-hmm, is, and I yeah. had to change it to a more flexible belt. So I switched to a. Uh, I could look. I could take my belt off and look at the label, but uh, Voland gear. Yeah, Voland gear, whatever it is with the little G G hook, and it's very low profile and flexible. So, 
I may still go with a stiffer belt, but I'm still playing with that. So, what else are you guys wearing? Well, and why? Well, I was gonna say I was actually gonna yeah back with your footwear. Um, I used to be a big flip flop guy just because you know wearing closed toed boots all the time. Yeah. But talking to a stick up boy once, we're talking, hey, what do you look for in, in a robbery victim? And one of the things he says, if they got shoes that they can't run away, they call them sliders. But if they're wearing sliders, flip flops, you know they can't run away from you. And I was like, hmm, that's a good point. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to wear flip flops anymore. So, yeah, same thing. Either some sort of, obviously, sometimes fashion dictates what you wear. And you yeah. wear like a nicer dress shoe, but generally, yeah, some sort of hiking boot type shoe. So, the, the dress shoes, I was going to bring this, but you, you threw it in yeah. there for Oh, um, I, I've got my docs. Yeah, so Doc Martens. Mm-hmm. Uh, for years, I wore Doc Martin uh, dress shoes because I can run a mile in Doc Martin running shoes yeah. or uh, dress shoes. And I got that. I had a, uh, a female counterpart that, that worked for a, another governmental agency um, that she would pick her shoes that they looked appro- mm-hmm. business appropriate. Yeah. But she would then go and run a mile in them. And if she could run a mile in those shoes, she would keep them. And she's like, yeah, my feet hurt, but I knew that I could do whatever I needed to do in whatever I was wearing. Yeah. And I think that when we talk about EDC, we get really hung up on, I have this kind of holster. I have this kind of belt or this kind of shoe or does it suit the purpose that you want? Jared and I both are wearing the same belt, not because Jared and I... I was wearing a belt. I don't know. One of us was wearing it first, and the other one showed it. We're like, uh, yeah, I've got the same belt. We didn't even tell each other because it was an individual thing. This worked for me. I don't know what's going to work for Jared. We're probably as pretty close to body type as you can be. We're both just a little north of 200 pounds, and we're about the same height. You may have like half an inch on me, but we're pretty close. But it's still an individual thing. You know, We are looking for that it's suiting that purpose. Um for what we want and that, that's important and that's the thing to avoid is, is, is the fashion absolutely like also knowing your environment too like for instance one of the reasons i did stick with strong side carry was uh i had an active social life and a lot of the bars i went to occasionally have metal detectors and you know i was legal to carry there mm-hmm. but i didn't want to deal with the hassle and uh many of the criminal element carry their guns in their dips so i would just lift my the front of my shirt up and they'd be like oh, okay you're good to go versus carrying appendix would have probably caused me some yeah. asshole but same thing too like you said you can't i mean don't be a weirdo and wear salomons to a wedding yeah but you know if you need to wear a dress shoe doc mark something like that. understand there are companies that that make i i remember when i was in in high school i was in cross country and we had like the cross country shoe catalog and there was like dress shoes and i at the time i was like oh, that's that's retarded why right. you know now i'm like Man, I wish I could find who made those because yeah. I would bet if you if you found a good cobbler, you could probably get a different sole put on like an actual dress shoe. Yeah. You know, this might be blasphemous to a couple of people listening, but I really like my uh my jump boots. But I always wanted to get them resold to something practical instead of that, you know, smooth as glass uh, oh. sole that's, that's on them. Yeah. Um and I still have my, my jump boots from, from the... Well, I, I've worn them in SF2 for a couple of events, but yeah. I am very proud of the fact of how few times I've actually put my dress uniform on. Yeah. So I've kind of you know spent my career trying to be more in the field, less yeah. than Garrison. Uh, we had a... Our team was in charge of a memorial. And so we, you know, we're wearing the formal attire and 
we had already tra- transitioned to the blues. So I go to get my jump boots out and get them shined up. Yeah, yeah. And I took one look at them. I'm like, I'm taking them to the boot shop. I'm not doing this. <laughs> and so, like, where I had all this pride when I was in the 80s, uh-huh. I could get that glass shine. I took one. It was so long that they had sat in the box that I was just like, I'm just taking them to the pros. So uh, that just reminded me. So I left active duty, right, came back. And um, we were supposed to live out of suitcases for a week, two weeks um, at the most. Anyways, yada, 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 long story short, we didn't get our household goods for quite a while. So now we're living weeks out of of a suitcase. All my dress shoes were packed away. So the only thing that I had when I went to church free were were those jump boots. So I'm wearing the jump boots, of course, with with the suit pants down, right? So, but there was some cat there, uh, new. He just started uh, coming to church, I guess, like a few months before I I got there from Ranger Bat. And he took one look at me wearing those boots and he just absolute disgust. And I didn't realize he had held, it, held a grudge against me for a couple of years. But, man, he was, like, talking all kinds of, like, smack behind my back how, you know, I'm a liar and, and I, I really didn't do anything in the military. And, and, and just all this because he, like, looked at me with those jump boots on. He's like, this guy can't be anything what he's, he's claiming to be shoes. because he wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Know? Oh, it's funny. The guy is such mm-hmm. a tool. A lot of good guys in bat. A lot of, met a lot of really cool guys with that guy. What a what a tool. Uh, thank you, Kirk. Oh, you're very welcome. You have a, a good seminar. All right, so we had to have Kirk uh, excused. He's getting ready to teach his shotgun seminar. And now joining us is... Abby. Glad you're here. Hi. All right, so why don't you go ahead and do your, your dump. My dump? Yeah, take, take all your stuff out and, and put it on the table, whatever it is that you're carrying, and... Then we can you tell us what you got. Okay. You were just commenting. Uh, it's not Chris, fair. How, yeah, it's not it's fair. Not fair. Why? Oh, because you get a purse. Yeah. You That's can carry, if you carry a... a purse. Then the it's just the opportunity to carry more junk, and it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier. So kind of like what we see with guys' plate carriers, where I have Molly, so I have to put a pouch there. Yes. I have space, so I have to put something in there. You know exactly what we're talking about. The, the stuff that I could have if I had a, a haversack. See, I, I watched, uh, what was it, 24 in college, and I had, like, the Jack Bauer shoulder bag to go to class, and I just wanted I'd want to have a USP and a uh, smoke grenade. I mean, don't you want to carry a smoke grenade? I, I, I do. Yeah. I, or, okay. or wait a second. Actually, here, I'll put something in Jared terms. You know, the yeah. wild geese? Heck, heck, yeah. Keeps you balanced. Keeps me balanced. Keeps you balanced. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And if you don't get that reference, then you're wrong. Yeah, you fix that. Yeah. Fix that. You get the reference, right, babe? Um, I know what movie it's from. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it enough times to, like, really. <sighs> One of my favorite scenes. <sighs> so disappointing. Do I have some homework now? Yeah, yes, you do. Yes, you <laughs> Watch do. it, like, five times in a row until I have it memorized. As many times as you need to. You know, yeah. I may go home and watch that. Yeah. Like, is it might be on Amazon Prime right now. If it isn't, you know what? Speaking of which, I did just watch it on Amazon not too long ago, and I swear that the cut they're playing on Amazon is different than what I've seen before. There's a couple scenes that I don't ever remember seeing before. So yeah, it might be worth watching. Now, 
is that because they've added stuff or, you know, you've had so many concussions over the years that you've forgotten <laughs> things? No, it's, I think it's because they added stuff. Okay, because I've had that. Like, I totally don't remember this movie. This is awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, Abby, what, what do you have? All right, so all right, I have my M&P shield uh, in 9 mil that I carry. I carry it, usually carry it on my fancy alien gear um, belly band instead of my belt. I wear it a little higher at my natural waist. Uh, I have an extra mag for my shield. I have a little knife, a little sheath knife, a Gerber, that I keep in my purse. For, you know. Right? There you go. There we go. It clicks in. Uh, I have a little little tack light thing. So flashlight. Uh, I have uh, Chris's land nav smart book that I shoved in my purse after his uh, yes. class and has lived there ever since. And uh, I have a SWAT tee that I keep in my purse for an emergency. I have a granola bar that's probably been in there a really long time, but it's in there in case somebody needs a granola bar. Uh, kind of outside the realm of self-defense a little bit here. It's, but it's, it's everyday it's care. ABC. Yeah. 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 Flynn has chapstick. Yes. Oh, so yeah. I can beat that. Yeah. See, I have a bag with like multiple <laughs> wow. chapsticks. Yeah. Tinted chapsticks. Yeah. It, Flynn's is tinted as well. So yeah. yeah. Just from going through the laundry eight times. There you go. <laughs> it's covered in blue jean fuzz. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And here, I, I just thought you like going raving. That's why I have the chem lights. <laughs> <laughs> Not for marking rooms. Uh, I have uh, psori- medicated psoriasis hand cream because I need that sometimes. <laughs> okay. I also need this sometimes. It's Probably a co- tied one of the to go coolest pen. things, yeah. Yes. So what is that? It's a tied to go pen. So when I or my children slime themselves at some point and I don't want it to stain, I can like... It's like a pre-treater. Nice. So, there you go. Yeah. Keep, I'm going to add that yeah. to the EDC. <laughs> that's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, that's most of it. You know, I have like girly stuff, like, you know, feminine hygiene stuff that stays in my purse, even when I don't need it. That way, if somebody else needs it, okay, I have it. Yeah. Cool. I don't carry a diaper bag anymore or else this would take like a whole nother hour. Oh, yeah. All the other stuff you'd yeah. have crammed in there. Yeah. So out of curiosity... What do you keep on your body, on your person, and then what do you keep compartmentalized in your, in your purse? Most of it's in the purse. Uh, my gun, I normally care, carry on my body. Sometimes I carry in my purse, depending on the situation and what I'm wearing, but most of the time it's on my body. Okay. And your spare mag is you my keep spare your mag is in my in purse. purse. Yeah, because I don't have. I need to get something on my belt to put on it. Okay. To put it in to carry it. Well, Jared, Christmas is coming up. Uh, I know. Yeah. Oh, you should have seen the organized list I got. Hey, you guys asked for a list. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know what to get you, Mom. I gave you a list. Yes, you did. That's off. Yeah. awesome. I usually just get the, I hate my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I hate my birthday too, but Christmas, I'll give you a list. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Funny. Okay, so the next question then that, that we kind of asked uh, with, uh, with the rest of us is, what are you missing? What is something in there that... Uh, 
this is legit. This is what you, I, I know I've seen your purse before. This is what you usually do carry. Uh, what's something in, in there that either you usually carry that for whatever reason isn't with you or that looking at that you should have? Um, I think that everything I normally carry is in here. Um, I know that uh, you guys had talked about cash, which sometimes I have cash, sometimes I don't. So that's something that I definitely um, could be making sure I always had cash on me. All right, cool. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, I complain ahead. about uh, not having a, a haversack or it being fashionable for me to carry a Jack Bauer, uh, you know, 24 yeah. bag. Yeah. Um, so that's why I dress the way I do. And you kind of mentioned it, you know, it's not just um, what can I stuff in places. Mm -hmm. It's all about do I have the right clothing? I talk about it in the anti-abduction uh, seminar about loaded clothing, having, mm. you know, making pockets and things that you can put stuff let, into. Let me show you my, my jacket. So we'll just say it's a normal jacket, but as far as loading clothing, where do I carry? I carry appendix right mm -hmm. on my right side because I'm right hand. Uh, so you have a, a weighted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. exactly. The, so the right side is weighted so I can fling it out of the way and, and get to my pistol. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I'm talking about loaded clothing, I'm talking about putting items in your clothes. Uh, it's something that if I'm going into an environment I know is going to be dangerous and I want to have extra things with me, I'll do. We can do the same thing when we are selecting our clothing. When I buy my pants, I look for extra pockets, not just the regular, you know, standard hand pockets, but I want something that's maybe a cargo pocket or... You know, if I'm looking for something that's a little bit more, you know, less tactical, more casual, they, you can still have that carpenter style pocket down there on the leg where I can put something like the survival blanket that's thin. Mm -hmm. It's not going to show. Um, take a look at what you're wearing. You're not, it's not 1970 anymore. We're not stuck with just Levi 501s. We have a lot of options right now. Uh, your shirt that you're wearing does it have a pocket does it have pockets on the shoulders i mean the stuff that stuff that we would wear um as a uniform in combat you know the combat shirts have now kind of become uh almost fashionable where you can actually find you go to rei you can find a a flannel that has shoulder pockets on it yeah you know it's out there now um so incorporating those things into your everyday carry Yes, in the winter, it is, I like to say it's the everyday carry season because, yes, I do have an inflatable raft on me because <laughs> I can fit it in my jacket. Um, of course, I have a, a collapsible AR because I can fit it in my winter coat. Think realistically. Um, is this something that you can walk into a public area that has the heat on and be wearing it for an extended amount of time? Uh, I know that I, I don't like to be overly warm. So going into Walmart and they have the heater cranked in the middle of the winter, you're going to take that coat off at some point. Or leave it unzipped, which is, <clears throat> I don't know how deep cover you're trying to be, but that's, if you've ever seen any kind of things about uh, identifying armed persons, that's one of the things we look for. Like it's a joke about police. Like I rarely zip up my winter coat because I want access to my gun. Yep. So yeah. I just leave my jacket unzipped. Unless that it's really, really cold then. Then I will sacrifice. And That's so talking about coats. Yeah. Um, I look to make sure that it has not just the zipper, but it has a um, if it's a, that heavy coat, does it have the Velcro? Yeah. Um, if it doesn't have the Velcro, 
um, and it has that little flap over, snaps. Yeah. Snaps are great. Uh, you know, we talk about in concealed carry uh, leaving the bottom button of your shirt undone, but that's an indicator. It is. So what do I do? I sew a snap, and I sew that button to the outside. So it still works. It still has the same function, uh, but it doesn't uh, It doesn't show. I will say avoid rare earth magnets because I tried that, but they tend to stick to the gun. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I carry appendix. It, uh, you know, my shirt kind of pulls over the side there. Yeah. Uh, great idea. Just poor, poor execution. Yeah. You know. And I think on that note with clothing, too, one thing you want to avoid is what I've come to term a tactical virtue signaling. Oh, yeah. Like you, like you want everyone to know. That you, you're like, a, I, I want you to look at my Solomons yeah. and be like, oh, you are a brother. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I do wear Solomons a lot. Yeah, of course. Yes, I mean, you do. Now, you now, might have them on right now. I, I do. But it's purely for avoid, comfort. It is purely for comfort. The thing you want to avoid is like the forces, the all tan ones, which scream, yeah. hey, I'm a tactical guy. Yeah. You want well, to avoid, you know. Like right now, I said earlier, more of those low top uh, Merrells, but they yeah. have so much red and uh -huh. other things yeah. in them that, that doesn't scream that, yeah. that tan or that ranger green i'm yeah. currently going through a green phase i i'm buying a lot of OD yeah. green uh, i can't help myself i've noticed somebody recently is going through a black phase and buying all kinds of black clothing no it's not a phase oh it's it just phase? get progressively oh, more and more oh. as the older i get <laughs> okay <laughs> but like uh sunglasses and actually i will admit that i broke my own rule and i'm wearing my oakley's off duty but my oakley holbrooks i wear at work and i wear ray-ban what are the tom cruise ones Wayfarers, Wayfarers, yeah. Wayfarers. I wear the yeah. Wayfarers yeah. off duty because I don't want to look like police off mm -hmm. duty. So, but yeah, that whole thing and like, I guess I should say, don't wear gun company hats. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's something people can overthink it too. Like something you think is a tell, yeah, is not really a tell. Like, yeah. Well, I know we have a uniform. People might not realize it, but at yeah. LTAC, we have a uniform. We're wearing specific type of pants as well as. Uh, Usually uh, a button-up uh, shirt, and, and that, that's what that is. That's yeah. We're trying to, to look and we're fitting that that image yeah. of professionalism when yep. we go and we teach classes. So I know I find myself wearing that when I'm I'm not teaching a class, and some things I'll keep like like the shoes, uh, like the ones I'm wearing yeah. now, and and sometimes the pants. But I do purposely wear a lot of blue jeans because mm -hmm. that's. For me, it's breaking me of of wearing that I'm at work and this is a uniform and I'm looking tactical yeah. and everything and I'm trying to, to blend in a little bit more. And also goes back to like uh, I used to live in a very urban area and uh, wearing Arc'teryx didn't really raise any eyebrows mm -hmm. because it is a high-end company. But where I live now is very rural, so maybe Carhartt might be more appropriate yeah. there Yeah, because they're going to look at your yuppie jacket. Like, <laughs> where are you from? Exactly. So all of us have, have generally the same kind of stuff. I know I have, each of us have some unique things nobody else has. One thing that you have that nobody else has so far is you've got that, uh, that granola bar. And plus you have that big old bag of, uh, of whatever it was. Oh, all, the all, all the chapstick and <laughs> yeah. And all those other things. Why is that? Why'd you choose to have those things? Um, I like chapstick, <laughs> <laughs> the different flavors and the different colors. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm often with my children, so I have stuff that I think about for them, too. So, like, I have a granola bar um, in an emergency. It's not very much, but it's something. And uh, then, you know, one thing I didn't pull out is I have a pack of lens wipes 
for some of our kids have glasses, I wear glasses, so something like that. So just something about EDC, thinking about um, you might have the opportunity to be carrying something for someone else who might not be able to carry it or, or whatever. Um, you know, if you're with a, an elderly parent all the time, thinking about medication, if you have a child that has medication or, or other things, you know, I have this SWAT T in my purse. And part of the reason I carry that is because it can be used for smaller limbs, like down to like two years old or something like that. So all of our kids are over two years old. So that's something that making that choice to carry that instead of like another tourniquet, um, the fact that I'm another type of tourniquet. With my kids. Yeah. 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 So that, that contributes to my decision-making. You know, I know I've learned a lot about myself in the past few months. I've depended on my wife for a lot of things. You mentioned you have feminine hygiene products Mm -hmm. because not just for you, but you have daughters and other people that you're around and things like that. I realized, man, I, uh, I depended Pam completely for that stuff. Like if the girls had a problem, you know, that that's all Pam. They went to Pam, yeah. Um, now I'm a single dad, that's me. Uh, I need to throw some things in the truck. I'm not gonna carry things on my body, uh, <laughs> but you know, it might be interesting. It might be a little weird. <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say at the airport, you know, stuff I, in your pocket, you know yeah. I, I gotta dump my keys out and uh, there's feminine hygiene products, but you know, that's something that I can, I can easily put in the glove box. Yeah. Um, that, you know, until now, it's sitting here with you thinking, oh, crap, I should have hand lotion in the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't use it, but the daughters might need that. And, you know, we, I think when it comes to EDC, everyone really goes very quickly to defense. And then we kind of, like, start working our way back from there. Yeah. Um, especially in, you know, defense is easy. It's, it's we're into that, you know. Uh, Jared, you said we have mainly the same thing but slightly different i'm thinking survival so you know the survival blanket is one of the things i like to carry i like to have that with me because there's a lot of things i can do with it uh i talked about it i really embarrassed your sons <laughs> uh when we were doing a medical class last year when we talked about uh you know you do what you need to do to expose the wound you cut the clothes off the patient you worry about modesty later that's why one of the reasons i have those emergency survival blankets in my aid bag is you worry about modesty later. And I told him, I was like, I don't care if it's my daughter, you cut her clothes off. <laughs> and your boys turned, I mean, bright red. Afterwards, you have modesty. So, you know, along those lines of thinking, you have to have those items. You have to have those items in your aid bag so and, that you can do that afterwards. And one of the things that I think about, uh, and I talk about in the women's EDC class, is everyday carry, like you're saying, we kind of focus on that self-defense. But it really is broader than that. It really is like, what do I want to have with me in case of, like, anything? And so that goes along with, you know, the stain pen and the the feminine hygiene products and the granola bar and stuff like that where, you know, hair bands and things like that that I, you know, often have hair bands in my purse. So that same kind of thing, just thinking more broadly, like you might not have to defend yourself but something else might happen. So let's think about some of the other things that could happen that you want to be able to mitigate that situation. And, you know, a lot of these things, they go into that, that it's all in layers. So what do you have at your desk at work? What do you have in your, um, your car? What do you have at home? You know, th- those places that you are, you're commonly at that you can utilize to, you know, solve some problems. 
you know, and looking at this, one of the things that I that I'm thinking of is how this is a lifestyle. The best way to approach it is as a lifestyle, not of I need to worry about my EDC, so I'm going to buy this box that's going to cover everything. Uh, all of our items are different, and all of us have demonstrated buying and, and, and utilizing this stuff in, in layers. What am I keeping on my body? For me, what am I keeping in that jacket? For you, Abby, what are you putting in that purse? We've talked about our vehicle and like with each successive thing, because it is a lifestyle, we have more and more stuff um, in those different locations. So I've got my pistol and I have my two mags. So if we're talking strictly defense, now I'm using this wherever I'm at to fight myself to a better position to, to go fight myself to my rifle where I'm more effective. I have this small, you know, SWAT T and I have some gauze on me. That's a stopgap until I can get to my car or I can get to my better kit or I can get whoever's injured, whether it's myself or somebody else, to a higher level of care. All this stuff, because it is a lifestyle, we have set it up in in layers and in stages, one supporting and building upon the other until, you know, we're at that point where we have everything we need to, to solve that current problem. And it's it's always fluid. You're always changing as things are going. You're, you're looking at things and evolving. Um, one of the things I, I hope all of you out there that are listening, it's not a list. It isn't a, a set of this is what you need to have. You need to look at your own lives and identify what do I need? What is what is missing? Um, how can I fill that hole? What what can I do to fill that gap? Not, well, this other person carries this thing. Flynn, you carry a rescue knife. Yeah. I carry a bushcrafting knife. You're not going to have a need to start splitting firewood in the city. Probably not. All right. Um <clears throat> I don't necessarily need a rounded off uh, blade that I can, you know, un unscrew a door or, or punch through a, a window or something yeah. like that. So we have different stuff. It's about what is, you know, right, practical, yeah. practical for, for the individual. And it goes beyond that. Like with all your clothing. I mean, it's starting to get to be wintertime. It's going to be cold now. Are you one of those people who's dressing for uh, the five feet from your door to the car? Or are you dressing with a winter jacket because it's winter? What if your car breaks down? What if, you know, your Uber doesn't show up and you have to walk home? <laughs> you know, um, I, I talking about winter clothing, I see it all the time in classes. And I really need to sit down and write an article about this. We overdress. We yes. Are, we're so set on being comfortable. Yep. Uh, where people wear too much stuff, but you still have to have the stuff because at some point you may need to put it on. You may need to go static. Yes. And it, it's, I was the guy that I did not like to put any of my um, snivel gear on underneath my body armor because once I put my body armor on, that you know, was it. That wasn't coming yeah. off. And if I got, if I had to become dynamic, you know, I may be sitting in the turret for hours. So if I'm sitting in the turret for hours, you know, I'm throwing something over me yeah. um, that I can, and I'm not putting my sleeves through it. You know, am I as, as warm or comfortable as I could be? No, I'm, I'm actually kind of uncomfortable. But if I have to, I can kick that stuff off and do what's necessary and uh, take care of the work versus having all that stuff on and then becoming heat casualty in the dead of winter yeah. because I put every layer of stuff on just so I could be comfortable in those static times. Um, like I said, I, I really got to write that article about 
dressing properly. Yes, you do. Hey, I've I've written some articles. Mm-hmm. I, I I've I've or I I finally finished the articles I was <laughs> promising you. <laughs> uh, but you know that's me. You know something that we all have a flashlight here. Um, okay. Most of us have a flashlight. I know, here. I know. It's off yeah. the truck. I know. Uh, my bad. But, I have one on my phone. But, but oh, good man. Yeah, you know, that's something yeah. we, we did that for a little while in some of the, the pistol low light classes. Yeah. Just, you know, to see if people hey, can illuminate yeah. it. It doesn't work very well. And I, I kind of stopped that because. It's not flicking anything far away. No. It's for like looking around underneath mm-hmm. your, yeah. your seat for your keys but, or but something just, like that. That was pretty much the point just to demonstrate that you want a handheld flashlight. Yeah. Your phone's yeah. not going to do. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so we, we all we all have a flashlight. We all realize that the importance of being able to illuminate and, and see things around us. Um, I pocket carry thirty ones, but that's just. Me. I, I was I was going to say, <laughs> you know, uh, a P, PBS fourteen is really not that big. Yeah. Why, why are none of us carrying yeah. this? You know, you just uh, need a bigger purse. That's all. <laughs> yeah, my haversack. Abby pulls out her panos. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I. But there's there's that practicality. So we know that night vision is great, uh, but it's also expensive. It's also somewhat fragile. It isn't something that I'm going to carry on my person right. everywhere I go. I might have it in a bag. I might have it in my my truck or something, depending where I where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, those are items that that next level that you might want to think about um, and keep it practical. Keep it something that is going to work. We didn't get a pick on Kirk while he was in here, and I was waiting for you or I to jump on his rechargeable flashlight. But now oh, he's not yeah. here. We're going to talk about rechargeable <laughs> flashlights. Um, I th- honestly, I have a rechargeable flashlight that takes a one, two, three battery as well. Yeah. Um, I've switched. Now I, I have this Streamlight that's got the ability of taking a one, two, three or a double A, um, which I, I like the, the versatility of it. Um, I have double A's and one, two, threes in the truck, uh, because I have lots, uh, I have an EOTech, yeah. so I've got to always feed that thing. Understand. Um, but you know, it's the price you pay for perfection. <laughs> um, but yeah, so having and doing the assessment of your equipment, like the flashlight, is this doing everything I need it to do? And when you find out it's not, you have that limitation. I, I go out to the backyard and it's not illuminating everything. Or I look down that alleyway and it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to change that out. Yeah. Or, hey, I just really need this to find my keys. You know, maybe I need to scale back. I don't need to carry a, yeah. a $300 light on me. It's all about the the individual. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, as promised, we are going to have lots of visitors drop by and we're going to make them do this. Now, Officer 29 has stopped by, and we did not tell him. He had no idea he was going to get sucked in here into the uh, the podcast studio. And we're going to have uh, you, sir. Good to be back. I've been up since 3.30 a.m. this morning, so it's going to be a little rough, and I had to drive here. Go ahead and uh, dump your everyday carry. Okay. What do you got on you? So I'm going to stand up here. Is the mic okay? Yeah, you're, okay. you're good. So I have two phones, business phone, personal phone, both iPhones. From there, we have my wallet, which is one of those, I guess, newer streamlined wallets where the cards like uh, flip out when you press a little button. A little bit of cash, cards, car keys, which is my house key on it. And then the good stuff is Glock 19 with an RMR 
in a LAS um, kind of appendix holster. And what makes this one kind of unique is that a lot of Kydex is fixed. And I really didn't like that. So this has like... Um, so the spare magazine on the side has a flex to it. Yeah, so it moves with your body. I've, yeah. Um, I have a, a Aegis uh, Tier 1 um, that, that it's like that. They're... The generation I have is leather, but they they had some issues with the leather drying out. So they've switched to like a shock cord and I'm not really sold on that yet. So I've had, this has been, goodness, I'm going on like two years with this um, holster. And the only thing I've had to do is just tighten up the screws every once in a while, just cause they get unloosened just from time. But um, activities I've done with this holster setup has been top golf, road and motorcycle, um, and it's been almost non-existent. Like, I don't feel it. Um, a, a good holster is definitely worth the money. Yes. I think these are well over. This is like $130, $120 holster. But you get the spare mag. And yep. um, the reason why I carry spare mag, I'm just that paranoid guy where I always think I'm going to have, like, these nightmares I get, I always run out of ammo. So, well, it's it's not just uh, running out of the ammo. It's if you have a failure with that uh, right. that first magazine, you have something else to put in the gun. Right, so that's my thing. But uh, I think most guys that I know that I work with just carry the like Glock in the without the extended holster. So they just do the, I guess, just the gun without mm -hmm. any attachments, which is totally cool. Um, the ammo I am carrying is Duty. I think this is Gold Dot. Yeah, nine millimeter. Okay. So that's good stuff. And you have a standard uh, Glock nineteen as your spare mag. Yeah. So I don't. With any type of duty or carry gun, I don't go anywhere else except Glock mags, Glock springs, Glock followers. Just And these are the Gen 5 mags, and I like that they have the orange follower, which mm -hmm. is kind of cool. So um, the Glock I have is just Glock 19 Gen 5 MOS edition, which means it's already cut from Glock to accept red dots. And I have a Trigicon RMR with Trigicon um, backup sights or iron sights. And I do not like my backup sites at all. I just haven't changed them. They okay. are um, glow. I wish they were just blacked, blacked out br front and back. Okay. But they're all glow. I think I just got them used and I just haven't, haven't bothered switching yeah, them out. But I'm not a fan of, if I have an RMR with a dot, obviously I do not want um, glow sites. Mm -hmm. I don't want night sights at all on any of my guns actually. But um, this was like from years ago. So, but overall, um, the Glock 19 and then the light, uh, the light I have on the gun is a Surefire XC1, which is Surefire's like 150 to 200 lumen, very small AAA battery. It is just, it is just a, like, it, it is not comparable to an X300 in any way. This is like a very... You're not seeing down the alleyway, no. but you're, you're able to see inside the house. Right. Those up right. close distances. But the reason why I don't care, um, can still carry a X300 is just I'm not a big frame guy. And that everyone who's seen the X300 knows it extends past the pistol. And that's just another thing. If you bend over while you're concealed carrying it, like presses into you. So I would love to carry an X300. It's just if you look at the um, light on my gun, it's all flush with the muzzle. So it's easy. So you're accepting some sacrifices. Correct. 
based off of being able to carry that that in your in your uh, your everyday carry. But I refuse to go lightless. So there's still some guys I work with, even on their duty gun, do not have a pistol light. And I'm like, I will give you a deal on a pistol light <laughs> at cost. Please carry a light on your pistol. So anything else do you uh, do you carry any other tools? Uh, no, I'm not a, like off duty. I'm not a multi-tool or flashlight or um, knife guy. I've said before, I'm just not a knife guy. Flynn recommended a really good knife to me that has a flat point yes. for prying. I wish I could get into carrying that more, but I just stick with the Glock and, it, and the um, LAS concealment holster. I think it's called the Ronin 3.0 and it comes with a light. And if you go on their website, you can pick all these options of your gun, your light, how you want it set up and there's like different options for like depth of the holster which is pretty cool so and i don't think their lead times were too bad but okay not paid not sponsored by them they have no idea who i am nor <laughs> nor do they care <laughs> so in your uh, your everyday carry what is missing i would say i the knife and the multi-tool i wish i could carry i've researched a Gerber multi-tool that isn't um, so thick and wide. It's kind of like a slim down pocket version of a multi-tool uh-huh. that's meant to be slipped in a pocket. And they're like 150 bucks and I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. But I think a multi-tool for me would be, for what I do, just a wide variety of things instead of just sticking to one knife. Okay. Any uh, medical considerations or anything like so that? So in my tr- in my vehicles, I have like go bags mm-hmm. with medical equipment set up on actually on my headrest. It's called a Spiritus Lazarus Lazarus, and um, it's named after Adams, one of the owners. Spirit his dogs. Okay, uh, I guess something happened to his dog, and uh, it's it's a cool description if you go on Spiritus.com to check it out. So he used that kit on his red head uh, headrest of his truck to like save his dog's life. Something happened, and it was like bleeding all over the place and he actually saved this dog's life so he named the medical kit that mounts to the back of your headrest and i have them in all my vehicles that's one of the things that we talked about is like you know edc is in layers you have what you have is on your body and for the most part you know you're definitely on the leaner side right keeping it as as absolute minimalist as possible um some of us got a little bit crazier you know I, i carry a survival blanket with me um yeah it's a very very small thing that doesn't take any any room but doing what i do and uh the experiences i've had i like to have this on my body uh useful situations but uh it is in layers and having that system so in your vehicle uh is there anything other than medical that based off what you do your your job um where you go your activities that you like to have um, just one thing on the medical kit before we advance on, um, before we go into other stuff I carry, I'm not a medic. I don't pretend to know everything about medical. My medical equipment I purchased for the vehicles to fit in that kit is all like off a website, a pre-built kit. And all I typically usually add are just trauma shears and I keep it really simple. I figured those guys know what kind of a broad idea of what I'll need in the situation. I just add trauma shears. I don't inlay a bunch of different stuff yet. Hopefully Nick can get me trained up on some stuff. And well, one of the things that I say is, uh, you may not know how to use the item, but you may not be the person using that kit. Right. So if I come on a scene and there's items there, I'm using those items. 
in T-Tri-C were trained, work out of the other guy's kit. Don't work out of yours. Of course, I'm going to work out of my bag if, you know, the situation presents itself. Uh, but, like, I, I kept stuff in my wife's car. She doesn't have the same level of training I do. But that first responder, that nurse, that ER doctor, that, that guy that's going to work, he may not have that stuff in his, his right. car. But because it's there on the scene, it's there on the scene. If you don't have it, you can't use it. Right. I totally agree. And then uh, moving on to the next question you asked, um, you said, uh, what else do I carry in my vehicle? So in my vehicle, I usually carry um, my, I guess, my jump out or plate carrier setup for work. Mm-hmm. And it has my gas mask, extra mags, more additional medical. Because I've been playing around with putting medical on my like duty belt, which is like the basket weave traditional setup. But I also want additional medical that is on my plate carrier so that I don't have to look for additional medical if the situation arises. So, um, and I have like three AR mags, tourniquet, uh, additional medical for stop the bleed stuff. I wear side armor, uh, big proponent of side armor, just for what I think law enforcement and anyone that plans on going through doors should be wearing side armor. Um, and then in the backpack, I have like a cry backpack attached onto it and uh it holds my gas mask with extra filters and a few more breaching tools and um extra radio batteries but the downside i've noticed that if i keep that in my car and it gets cold those radio (laughs) batteries just are toast so that's the downside of you you bring up a good point about environmentals and understanding how the environment has an effect on your stuff um Right now, we are going into that cold season. Uh, you're leaving stuff. Uh, just think about your work gun, uh, your optic. You know, it's freezing out, and then you're going to be breathing next to it. You're going to cloud that optic. Right. And understanding, so maybe putting some cat crap or something on some anti-fog. That's right now, this time of year. These are things you need to think about doing. Uh, you, you and I both, we, we carry the uh, Trigicon RMR on our Glock 19s. Uh, do you put any anti-fog or anything on that? So what I do, I am constantly checking my light battery. Like every time I put um, my concealed carry rig on, I check my light battery, I check my Trigicon battery, and I um, like clear the lenses mm-hmm. with like a towel because it's just having the Aimpoint Acro and closed emitter optics, I am like, I wish the Acro's battery was better because I would carry that. I think closed emitter pistol optics are the way to go for the future. But right now, I just have the RMR. But no cat crap as of now, just constantly cleaning that lens. Like, noticeably, like, okay, it's getting a little built up. So Yeah, Fl- Flynn will uh, definitely say the aim point. Um, I, oh, yeah. I'm still, I'm not a fan of sending things off to Europe, uh, you know, battery life uh, or not. Uh, now, I do have to admit, I do like the closed a lot. Uh I just bought a, a Glock 17 um, Gen 5, and that's probably what I'll put on it. Uh, but I'm going to keep that stock for a while. Just I, I like having a just standard sight pistol for instructing purposes. Right. Uh, but I can't leave things alone too long. <laughs> you you got you to gotta modify. And I'm not saying the Trigicon armor is bad in any way. It's just preferred closed emitter. But if that's what you got, I think that's better than most people, honestly. I, I can it's what jsoc uses it's what we were using fifth group that's why i carry it It, it's got the reliability i've i beat my guns up you've seen the way i drive my truck (laughs) nothing i own is uh is is 
precious you know right. it's all all to be used and that rmr has taken the abuse yeah i've racked it on bricks um so it, it's a good thing i just wish that it, it did have that closed emitter you know right. and eventually I, I know trigicon's working on it oh yeah and then it will be better than anything aimpoint can come up with i'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm really gonna get that for you flynn you know um so talking about you're getting ready this is something we haven't really covered yet with anyone else that was here. What do you do to get ready? Okay. Considerations about your attire. Um, because that is something we haven't talked about. So pant size, just one size up for me. That's when generally been work for me, but I'm carrying and also we've talked about the EDC. I carry, it's a larger rig. I think mm -hmm. if you're just doing like a handgun, I think you might be okay with the same pant size. I don't know. I've always gone a pant size okay. higher. So um, I'm a 36. I wear th size 38 pants. So extra mag or not, it's safe bet. Just go mm -hmm. one size up if you can. Um, getting ready from there, I keep my EDC in a certain spot in my house. I always keep it loaded. So that way I don't ever have, have to know that it's not loaded. And I top off the mags. So there's one in the chamber and then the mags are filled up. And then further getting ready with it, like I said, I am super OCD about checking the battery life on that XC1 because it's kind of finicky because it's a triple A and I use mm -hmm. a lithium battery even then it just the run life on it is just not very good so I check the light check, make sure the momentary and constant on are working and then the RMR I adjust it I don't like the auto setting where it thinks it knows best <laughs> um, it doesn't mm -hmm. so I, I think I'm at solid seven and that will give you battery life to like years we're talking and hopefully if everything goes well in my experience i've only changed the battery once on that since ownership so and that's only because i had to re-zero mm -hmm. so i figured if i have to take it off anyway i might as well swap batteries because unfortunately not to be too critical of the rmr but that is if you take it off you have to re-zero or check your zero you have it's to, not check, too far you have to off. check your zero it's not like a crazy off but now, you know, I talking about zeroing, I like to check my zero uh, seasonally. Um, and this is we talked about this because I'm a uh, an EOTech guy that, you know, if the temperature changes, I have to check my zero. So in fairness, all red dot optics do experience thermal drift. Yes. Some um, more than more others, than others. But and, all red dot optics do. So make sure you check your zeros. Uh, and I also like to check it if I travel. So. You know, um, I just flew out to Utah and I flew back. I, this was belly checked uh, while I was on that flight. While I was out there, I checked my zero. And when I came back, I checked my zero. What, I think you told me the last time we talked, you said time zones and climate changes. Yes, time just zones even, and seasons. Yeah. Yep. And it, that's just a, a good rule of thumb. I know that the, the RMR has this like eternal battery life. I still change my battery once a year, you know, um, all the things, all the items that I have that are, uh, you know, lengthy batteries. I like to change them at least once a year. Um, and then, you know, other items like my rifle sight, I change that, you know, before every mission, uh, <laughs> because I'm a EOTech guy. Um, but it, it's definitely something that you need. If you're, if you're going the way of having a red dot, you need to be aware that you got to do that. And you have to check. I've seen it plenty of times on the flat range where guys have drawn and then pulled back and turned their sight on. And I looked at them like, I watched you pull that out of your waistband, take your defensive ammo out, 
put ball in, and then we went out to the range, and your red dot wasn't on. Well, I like to say battery life. So you left the house without the red dot on. You put a $500 optic on a $500 pistol only to depend on the iron sights because your red dot's not working. That's almost like carrying with an empty chamber. You know, sometimes I'd I feel that, that I can uh, I can put my seatbelt on when I see that head-on coming. Yeah. No. No, I I don't carry with an empty chamber. Yeah. Yeah. No. That I I don't even think that's a a thing anymore. I think that no. we've finally gotten enough people to understand that hey, you're not going to be that quick. You know, and yes, I know the Israelis do it, but they're training a concert army. They're training for the lowest common denominator. And we're not those people. Anything else that you do to get ready to go out the door? I have an alarm system on my house that I arm with my phone. That is one big thing I do, and I have cameras on my house so I can see them on my phone. I make sure that's set. And it's pretty cool. I could set on the app. Um, if I leave my house a certain like time without mm-hmm. setting the alarm, it'll like remind me on my phone to set the alarm for the house. So it's almost like dummy proof, which is good because when you're in a rush, you forget things and you can turn the alarm on. So, um, Flynn. Yes. You had commented about, uh, you know, flexing and showing your tactical yeah. in your, uh, your everyday attire. Yeah. Did you uh, care to look at Officer 29? I already took a picture of those boots oh, when did I came you? in. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Master the sneak shot. Okay, oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even, yeah. I did not even see that. Yeah. I don't uh, understand why I'm getting judged for wearing comfortable boots. Oh, it's you, not oh I'm I'm wearing comfortable boots. No, I'm wearing comfortable boots, but uh, it's the color. <laughs> Flat darker. Ha, have you ever seen uh, uh, Die Hard Three? Die Hard Three, where they uh, they're robbing the gold, they're, they're robbing the uh, Federal Reserve. Yes. No, I haven't seen the third. What what gave them away to John McClane? They were wearing combat boots with suits. Yeah, the tan boots. I was, mm. I still like these boots. Oh, you you can like them all you like, but you know, just might be a giveaway. I'm just judging you. Just so you guys wear you. like the hunting editions, which are like brown and gray, and yeah. they look like normal boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to uh, Flynn earlier about uh, I've started purchasing some of my outdoor, uh, you know, ex- extreme weather uh, stuff uh, from like Coco Pexi, which is like. You know, do good. We have a llama as our logo. Our we have blue and pink and stuff like that. One of my new go bags is actually this like blue bag that screams, "I'm not a tactical guy." So I can grab that, and you're never going to be like, "Oh, that dude's got a collapsed AR on that." Yeah. Yeah. It's all about what you want to. I'm, I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with these points. I, I I see where you're coming from, and I know you guys are right. I just, these are the boots I grabbed this morning. At, for in the morning before I left for work, they can't. We, we keep hurt. getting this like I've been up since three thirty. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. Dude, I got I got thirteen hours of sleep last night. I'm I'm primed. This is what I, normal people must feel like on a daily basis. I'm on my second monster, so yeah. you know. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, we talked a little bit about when you're looking and you're you know we've brought up your boots. Uh, in your job as a law enforcement officer, uh, are there any things that you notice tells or that, that you know, you're, you've been taught to, to be aware of? Oh, the blue line stickers on black pickup trucks, just a telltale sign. 
don't pull that guy over or pull that guy over. It, it's like the new officer in the zones have to go to the car dealership and buy like the TRX or the baddest truck, put a blue line sticker on it. It's like, okay, this is you're in the club now. <laughs> First paycheck right off to the car dealership to buy the coolest edition of whatever truck. So I, I've been there. I did it. So where I work, the uh, the thin blonde stickers are actually indicative of like uh, shady people. Mm-hmm. Because if you were actually police, you'd have uh, you'd have like uh, the organizational tags of, mm-hmm. of a union. But people who put blue line stickers are like people who are like may not be totally above board, but who are aware of that. And they thought like, ah, we'll think they're good guys. But in reality, we're like, mm, what's up with this guy? Let's let's check him out. He's not fully, you know. But if you're asking, like, tells on uh, Like EBC, people, yeah. Yeah. Um, whether inappropriate clothing. Trying to, like, uh, let's say, I remember one time we were driving the street, we saw two dudes. It's in the middle of August. It's hot. It's muggy. And they're wearing hoodies with the hoods up. You're like, and we got two guns out of that uh, foot chase. <laughs> so it was like, clearly they're going to go do a, a robbery or a murder or something, but. Whether or not perfect clothing, same time we talked about having your jacket unzipped in really cold weather because you mm-hmm. want access to a weapon. Uh, not loaded clothing, but weighted clothing. You can see the jackets hanging or the or the hoodie is just hanging down low, things like that. All things to, to pay attention to when you're you know getting ready and looking in the mirror. Yep. And what signals am I putting off? Because the idea is to not look like you have a gun. Yeah. That's my thing. Just don't look like you're carrying a gun. And like we joke about, you know, the tells that are not really tells, like the average person, enough people wear tan boots that you really, it is a tell, but who is it a tell to? Like I wear an aim point hat. Most people see it as just a random freebie hat that some dude's wearing. They don't recognize it. It is the most superior optic sight, sighting system in the world. Actually, people are like, does he really like that toothpaste that much? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, I mean, he's got white teeth. I mean, yeah. they are spectacular. Yeah. yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, EOTech has never had to give me a hat. They've uh, just given me a great product. At Aimpoint didn't have to give me a hat. They didn't have to. I, I sought it out. I said, give me every one. I even have a blaze orange one for, for hunting. So real quick, do you have your keys on you? Car keys? Yeah. Yeah. Did we talk about what's on your keys? Uh, house key. He's a minimalist. No, the, no, the, hand, no handcuff key. This is Not what on this car. No, this is... Um, We'll soon. I have it on my other truck. This will. This car will soon be going to my dad. We're kind of doing a change gotcha. up. But vehicles. you. But you do carry a handcuff on my daily. Daily, yeah. Okay. This is. I wouldn't consider the car I drove here today my daily. Gotcha. Gotcha. Just saying. We were just talking before how you never know when you're going to need a handcuff key. Right. You know, we we talked about earlier. I mean, do you gentlemen care to share what kind of handcuffs you prefer? Uh, Smith and Wesson Model One Hundreds. So I'm of the new age of things. I like the ASP, which are kind of like this polymer polymer material. Yeah, mm-hmm. plastic. Yeah. Okay, cheap. listen, listen, yep. listen, listen. They're lighter. They do flex past, I guess, the point, the ratcheting point. Mm-hmm. They can, like, bend up. Um, it's hard to explain this without. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying, though. You've seen it. So they flex out and don't go into the ratcheting device. But if you know that ahead of time they're really great cuffs because the double lock feature 
is on both sides and it's like neon green or orange i can't remember but it's a very vibrant color mm -hmm. so because with the smith and wesson's don't forgive me if i'm not wrong but uh I think it's only on one side. Yes, it is, it is on one side. Yep. Yep. So newer officers are constantly, even experienced officers, it's, it's just one of those things. If you're fighting with someone, you're not going to worry about if the double lock is up or down. You're just That's not. A fact. So give and take, but the, I do like the asp, and I carry only hinged. I am like. Uh, chain cuffs here, just because it's easier to get them on a guy when they're fighting. So hinged I don't. cuffs are. They can be tough. They, super tough, but I don't like when people move after that. I get them in custody from what I've experienced in back of cars. Mm -hmm. So, like, it in hinge cuffs, I would argue it's harder to kind of – it's more restrictive. As an individual that uh, does uh, restraint to feet, hinge cuffs are more difficult. Um, I haven't played with the ASP. If you have a set that you wouldn't mind getting broken yeah, uh, and get them to me, I'll – Someone just sent me a picture on Instagram the other day of the actually they were ass pinch cuffs, the ones I used. I don't mm -hmm. remember the exact model, but they're the plastic ones, more or less. Um, the hinge metal that hold the clasp that holds the cuffs together was actually mm -hmm. bent out okay. from someone fighting. So mm -hmm. I didn't know that could be done. I'm like, I'd never seen that part break. So Okay. I've I've actually seen the chains on chain cuffs get snapped by uh person's experiencing an altered mental state <laughs> that's, that's a good way of putting it I, I do like using the textbook term but the other thing too is you have to understand again this is not a restraint podcast not a podcast about restraints but as long as we're talking restraints is all restraints are temporary so you have to understand that it's just buying you yep. time yeah, and it, a heads up as so i try to break it, the restraints a lot of times when i was deployed we use prusive cups which is just 550 tied yeah. in, in knots yeah. and I remember going out on a, a mission and people saying, you know, no, no, we, we need to have, you know, flex cups. Well, we didn't have them at the time. Yeah. We couldn't get them. Um, and I, my reaction was, you're going to be watching them anyways. Yeah. The moment that guy starts to fiddle with those knots, you're putting boots to skulls, you know, you're, you're going to stop that. Um, so that, that is, you, they're only as secure as you give the individual yeah. that, that length. And you know why I brought this up? Why I ask about the, because you gentlemen, have a slightly different mentality, and especially you and your job, uh, Officer 29, um, of your everyday carry. You have an everyday duty carry that's separate. So here in your personal life, you're very minimalist. A uh, little too much of a minimalist, in my opinion, but that's because I'm a little to the more extreme side. Um, so is there something that is, like, absolutely vital that isn't, like, department requirement for you as in your job for your everyday duty carry like on my person not, yeah, ex not yeah, external yeah. it's, it's okay. going to be on your person you you carry it like you know i know i talk to a lot of law enforcement officers who are like my notebook my notebook is my number one thing i would say my notepad but yes a, i got it right to give a better to more personalized answer something the guy's maybe not thinking of i i do keep a multi-tool in my vest and that has come into play with so many things like I've honestly used the multi-tool the most to fix the police car that I'm riding around in for 10 hours a day. Whether that's a laptop in the car that's <laughs> rattling loose. It's like, oh, all guys come to me because they know I have a multi-tool. Yeah. Because they don't carry one. I'm like, it's just, so. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I have a, it's not an Allen wrench, but it's basically an Allen wrench. So all the uh, street lights in my jurisdiction utilize the same Allen wrench pattern. And oftentimes we have to disable street lights. So I have one of those in my kit, and it seems like a very trite thing, but I probably use that way more than anything else just to 
take the cover plate off, reach in, and pop the fuse on a light pole. You don't just, you know, use that suppressed uh, yeah, UMP? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's frowned upon? Yeah, no. in this day. Is it, uh, okay. and, and plus this big sodium uh, <laughs> security they, lights that are common where I work, They uh, we've actually shot them. They make a sound. And also, they they come right back on, so they're pretty tough to disable. So we just stopped doing the Hollywood stuff and did the much more simple. We're just gonna open up the plate and reach in and you know sometimes the, the simple stuff and not the uh, the Hollywood stuff. Yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, I've never I've never done a Hondo roll. <laughs> one day, one day, I am gonna jump through a window, do that somersault with two Uzis. Okay, no, I'm not. Sorry, sorry, bad. <laughs> but I grew up in the '80s. You know, you have to have both Uzis. Yeah. can't just have one. Mm-hmm. It's true. Awesome. I'll, I'll release the doves behind you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, if you want to steer into the, the, the duty EDC thing, that's a whole other. Well, no, you know what? That, that's a great podcast yeah. that, that we can do in the Save future. Save for later, right. Yeah. Not, we can't give it away all up front. Yeah. No. We have to wait for more. Yeah. I, I think we got some good content here. Yeah. Uh, you know, big thing is it is individual. You guys have to look at your life and what you're doing. What do you do on a daily basis? You know, Kirk... He's an IT guy. So the Leatherman that he carries is a small Leatherman that does computer stuff. Bro, you should have seen his other bag that he didn't bring in here. Mm-hmm. Being the EDC, he's like, yeah, I've got this so I can bust into your system and, and hack into this and I can break it. Yeah, yeah I got, got this, <laughs> this dongle that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, uh-huh. like me, I carry, you know, the, the Leatherman Mutt, which is a much larger design to work on guns. Because that's what I do. Yeah. So I'm going to find myself more likely to have to fix a, a stuck case than open up some kind of computer box. You know, if I'm opening a computer box, it's a bad day. All right. Well, thank you for, for listening and you guys stay safe. We'll talk to you again next time.